The battle lines are drawn. My weekly market review, August 14th, 2022. While the FBI searching Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago and its aftermath might have been the biggest deal in the civilian media last week, it was a complete non-event as far as the financial markets were concerned. There was only ever going to be one story last week. Well, maybe one and a half. Data released on Wednesday showed that the Consumer Price Index, CPI measure of retail inflation, was unchanged in July after a 1.3% rise in June as gasoline prices fell sharply, offsetting continued increases in food and shelter costs. The year-on-year increase was 8.5%, down from 9.1% in June. The core number, which excludes volatile food and energy prices, also showed signs of softening, edging up just 0.3% in July, and now up 5.9% from a year ago. All of these came in lower than expected. The following day, we learned that the less impactful but still important producer price index, PPI, measure of wholesale inflation of manufacturing raw materials, actually fell 0.5% in July after a 1% gain in June and was up only 9.8% from a year ago, down sharply from the year-on-year rate of 11.3% the previous month and well below analyst expectations. While both of these releases reinforce the idea of peak inflation, Fed speak from various regional Fed presidents, which generally describe the data as a welcome sign that could lead to a slowing in the pace of rate hikes, for example, half a percent in September, not three quarters, also pointed to the possibility of peak Fed hawkishness maybe having been reached. As regular readers will remember me saying, a perception that we have reached peak inflation and peak Fed hawkishness are two of the major requirements for sustainable market recovery. So the investor battle lines are drawn. On one side are the bulls. In their perfect world, there would be an accelerated decline in inflation, a very moderate slowing of growth, the Fed opening the door to a pause in interest rate hikes in 2022, and regional presidents backing off hawkish statements. China either has a much reduced level of COVID cases or backs away from its zero COVID policy. And some kind of de-escalation, a pause or a ceasefire in the Ukrainian conflict. This ultra cheerful scenario could generate a very significant further jump in stock prices across the board, possibly in the indiscriminate and chaotic manner that technical analysts have been waiting for to complete that final transition from overall bearish back to bullish conditions. The S&P 500 has already recovered more than half of its January 4th to June 16th decline in less than two months. Futures market positioning now strongly favors the probability of only a half percent interest rate rise at the next Fed meeting in September, instead of the previously favored three quarters of a percent. And there are even a few optimist ultras who think it could be less than that. Since bottoming at 10,646 on June 16th, the NASDAQ Composite Index has rallied 22.5% to close last week at 13.047, technically entering a new bull market, up over 20% from a recent low. 
While the new bull market designation is largely symbolic, it does bring an end to the longest bear market for the index since the dark days of 2008. Lined up against the bulls are the bears, who warn of a scenario where inflation just flatlines or dribbles slightly lower rather than substantially declines. Growth falls at a faster rate than inflation, creating stagflation. At SPX 4280, the current price of the S&P 500 index, stagflation is most definitely not priced into stocks in any way. By the way, my weekly review entitled Fear the Stag from way back in October last year goes into more detail on the concept of stagflation. The Fed doubles down on its commitment to keep raising interest rates as much and as frequently as it needs to in order to defeat inflation, and regional presidents are not afraid to publicly talk up this strategy. China continues to have to impose lockdowns over scattered outbreaks and a still robust zero-COVID policy. There is no sign of de-escalation, a pause, or a ceasefire in the Ukrainian conflict. This much more gloomy scenario could potentially unmask the recent rally as simply a house of cards and in need of correction back down to the mid-June lows or even below to reinvigorate any kind of justified sustainable demand. They argue that by virtue of shorter term interest rates being higher than longer term ones, the infamous inverted yield curve, the bond market is screaming that we are headed for an economic contraction that hasn't even had a chance to start yet. The economy has not yet begun to feel the impact of higher interest rates, they say, since these take time to filter through. Normally, the economy has years to absorb 3% of interest rate increases. By September, the Fed will likely have hiked three full percentage points in the space of six months. As for the new NASDAQ bull market, they argue that explosive rallies of 20% plus are actually more common in bear markets than in bull markets. From 2000 to 2002, for example, the NASDAQ had multiple upswings of more than 20% that were each followed by steep declines and renewed lows within months. It wasn't until October 2002 that the index finally entered a bull market that lasted for a few years. A similar pattern was seen during the 2008-2009 financial crisis. The Nasdaq gained 25% from November 2008 to January 2009, but then fell 23% from January to March that year, before it hit its lowest point of the crisis on March 9, 2009. But first blood went to the bulls. Traders were impressed with the inflation data and started pushing prices meaningfully higher spurred on by approving nods from the Fed regional presidents and a general lack of fresh worrying news out of China. The bull case is getting more traction at the moment, although that can certainly change. It unquestionably doesn't hurt that it is the preferred scenario that investors emotionally want to happen. Financial markets are often depicted as being like cyborgs driven by streams of purely quantitative data running roughshod over investor hopes and dreams. But sometimes such emotional tilts can put a thumb on the scale and be the bull's secret weapon. <laughs>